You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. I do. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have. But without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, the Jay Barker Show. The game tonight, um, you know, I challenged them in terms of how they were going to respond um, you shot, respond with your ability, your positive energy, attitude, how you block, how you tackle, um, the enthusiasm that you play with. And I was, you know, pleased with the way the guys went out and competed, had fun, wasn't a lot of anxiety. Wasn't always perfect execution, but, um, you know, to me, that's, that's a start. You know, it's kind of time to answer the bell. And now the challenge is, is we need to build on that. We got a bye week coming up. We got a lot of guys that, you know, we need to get try to get healthy, and um, I think we'll get some guys back. And you know, so but I think the number one thing is we want to build on, you know, sort of the chemistry of how we competed in the game today, and you know, the defense played really well. And you know, last drive, but we should be able to take the air out of the ball on offense. And couldn't run the ball very well tonight. That's something we definitely need to improve on. Um, you know, so hopefully Bryce getting a week off here now will really help him, you know, maybe get back healthy. So, um, you know, guys had a good week of preparation and they went out and played a, 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 a good game and really pleased and proud of them. I 
welcome in. It is the Monday edition, Jay Barker Show, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and uh, we got Mick Gillespie joining us here at about 1230 today. So look forward to that. Normally a press conference right here on Mondays with Coach Saban uh, during the uh, football season, but um, in re- uh, off week this week, bye week for the Crimson Tide. So uh, not no uh, presser today. 30-6, to 6, they get it done this past weekend. And again, Coach Saban talking about anxiety. Uh, as we've heard that uh, mentioned many times throughout uh, this year. But Bryce Young is up 21-35, 249 yards, two touchdowns. Will Rogers, 30 of 60, 231 yards and no touchdowns. Uh, Jameer uh, Gibbs ended up on 10 carries, 37 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Alabama's third down of 50, 8 of 17, so just below uh, 50%. And total yards, 293 to 290. Just not uh, really you know, thinking about the office performances we've seen from both of these teams this year. Defense is uh, really stepping up and, and limiting them to as far as the yards. But again, thirty to six to win, and uh, Alabama now improves to seven and one and four and one in conference play. Still ranked number six in the country. All right, we're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out the Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. Friends, coworkers, family, the food, the drinks, the fun. We call it the bowling of this generation. You'll love it. Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. Guys, I hope you had a good weekend. Man, what a beautiful day again today and a beautiful weekend as well. And uh, the Tide got it done. And uh, Lars, let's start with you. Not one of Bryce's maybe best games and uh, as far as being uh, as far as the numbers and stuff but still getting the job done the two touchdowns 249 yards on 21 to 35 yeah to me the the story coming out of this game is Bryce Young and he just had a calming influence I thought over and that it sort of spread over the entire team I mean he was he was all business and uh you could just see he had a, a, a calm demeanor. Uh, and you look at his first touchdown pass, a 31-yard throw to a JoJo Earl. Good to see JoJo Earl get in the end zone. Indeed. Um, but this that came about eight seconds of roaming the pocket, directing traffic, not panicking. You know, Bryce could have come out and pressed. He could have come out with a chip on his shoulder like he had something to prove. Uh, no. I mean, he just... Uh, uh, was very consistent um, and uh, I just had had a solid day and or a solid evening and um, I, I think though we're starting to see what one of the main issues with this team is and, and that's just the receivers they are not getting enough separation Jay in my in my view and they're they're making it incredibly hard with Bryce if Bryce wasn't such a special player uh, this team would really be in a, I think, a, a, a difficult situation right now. But um, and 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 it was interesting to hear just Coach Saban's comments there post game about you know the bye week comes at a good time, get Bryce healthy. So clearly he still not a hundred percent from from the shoulder uh, injury he suffered against Arkansas. But uh, again, I think big picture, uh, Bryce played really well. And uh, maybe JoJo Earl can be that guy, but uh, they just uh, the the receivers are having trouble getting away from the defenders. And uh, uh, as of right now, it just doesn't seem like there's an elite wide receiver on this team. And Matt, that's the first time we can say that 
in a long time because of nope. the, the, the string. Back to Julio. The, I mean, almost yeah, before almost, Julio, almost uh, almost uh, the entire Saban era. They they've had uh, one guy who is going to go on to be a first round draft pick, and I don't think you can say that about the uh, the wide receiver room right now. What I liked is I saw an intensity without anxiousness. And they looked like they had come a long way from shaking in the tunnel, and I'm, I'm exaggerating, to playing with confidence. And the way they were flying around on defense was a good thing, and Eli Ricks was a great thing. And being able to get some pressure without some of your key down linemen, all on the defense, I, that's good, 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 good. Now, I look on the field and some of the stats, first downs, Alabama had 21, Mississippi State had 20. Yeah, okay, okay. You give that to the Will Rogers run Bulldogs. But there are some that are troubling. Um, Mississippi State had more more yardage, 293 to 290. Here's one that's not troubling, 30 for 20, Alabama on penalties. You know, they had one on the punt after they went three and out, did not have another one until that pass interference, which is questionable anyway, uh, with three minutes left in the game. But, Look, I mean, they're completely different when they play at home. They are completely different because they've just been a mess on the road. 17 penalties in Knoxville last week, uh, 10 against Arkansas earlier this year on the road, 15 at Texas in week two. And so uh, they just look much more composed. Do you agree? Yes, I agree. And, boy, are they going to get it in a couple of weeks. Uh, It's LSU team, B.A. They are playing great. You called it. You said Brian Kelly would build this team. I didn't think he'd do it during the course of one season. Yeah. But, man, what we're seeing and what he did to Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Was, that was surprising was, um, I, I thought they would win that game. I didn't know they'd win it. Was it 45-30 was the final. Um, but that game's coming up. And uh, that's that's something they've, they've, they've got a circle, and, and they can't have 17 penalties, obviously. Jay, what, uh, what was your big takeaway from the game on Saturday night? Yeah, and again, as Matt was just talking about LSU looking better, 45-20, the final on that one. They won by 25 points uh, to, over Ole Miss, who at that time, number seven team in the country. Uh, I mean, he's got them playing really well right now. As far as the game, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, it was workmanship by Bryce. Uh, before the game, uh, we had our 92 reunion and, and all the guys on the field and stuff, and you know, we were talking about how we don't really have to – we didn't have to worry about social media. We didn't have to worry about NIL deals and – one of the uh, people that is close to the program was was there, and we were talking, and I said, how are they doing today? And they're like, well, they're, they're nervous. I mean, it, there's just an anxiousness about this team. And, uh, you know, I even felt it when I was in the – not me, but the person who was in the locker room, and, and it's not Braxton. Uh, it's somebody that's, like, on the support staff, but far removed. Um, and they just said it just seems so different than what I've seen in the past. And I, and I said, yeah, I mean, we used to cut up, and they're like, oh, my gosh, you guys would have Coach Stallings just worried before every game whether or not you were ready because everybody was laughing and having a good time. Somebody was pulling a practical joke on somebody. So I don't know if it's the NIL, if it's COVID year, if it's uh, you know the social media stuff. Now these guys have to deal with, but they've got to find they they, they got to find a team clown or somebody that can loosen them up uh, before games and have fun playing the game, have fun going out there. Don't worry about the the outcome. The outcome will take care of itself. You're too talented of a team, but you got to go enjoy what you're doing and enjoy these moments uh, that you're, you know, you're only going to have for now. Look, most of these guys are only there three years uh, to really develop those relationships. But uh, aside from that, uh, going back to all of us together this weekend, saw Coach Stallings, spent some time with him, um, and um, gosh, so good to see him. Ruth Dan was not able to make it in. 
uh, for the uh, for the pre- presentation there pregame and stuff. And uh, but to see so many guys back, uh, I know a couple guys weren't able to make it because of whether it be Dabo and those guys with football. Uh, Soft that turnip series now. I didn't realize he had moved on to Oklahoma. Uh, who's now at Oklahoma with Venables uh, over there. He's kind of the, the uh, second in charge there and helping uh, do stuff for them and has really enjoyed his time there over the last, I guess, so many months or year, or I guess, yeah, months since Venable got there. But uh, to see all the players back and to be able to talk to them and kind of catch up and stuff, this, this special moments. Can't believe it's been 30 years. Seems like yesterday, but, uh, you know, everybody's still the same. You know, you're worrying those reunions. Sometimes you're going to forget the guy's names, and it, it never happens. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. How many times you you know you go up and you see their face and all of a sudden you know, the name just pops right you know into your mind and we went we went out afterwards and uh, we were hung, we hung out at one of our teammates uh, and I won't say his name but one of our teammates houses and we were there till about five in the morning so we had we had a good time. All right, Jay, pulling wow. the all nighter. Yeah. Hey, I want to do a deeper dive into the '92 reunion on the other side of this break. I just, I got some questions. I think that uh, I won't know the answer to, and I think everyone will enjoy them just because. That team was so special, and that coach was so special. And, Jay, I saw some of the pictures posted of uh, players with with uh, Coach Stallings, and mm-hmm. it would just bring tears to your eyes because you could just see how much affection, not just Stallings, they had for Stallings, but Stallings had for the individual players. It was just awesome. I want to cue you up on a few on the other side of the break. Okay. All right, let's do it. Uh, let's stay with us. We're live from ABX. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Here's another remarkable success story from QC Kinetics. This one from Chad, who hurt his knee at the gym one day, and it just kept on hurting for months. From my high school football and wrestling days. Cloudy, showers and thunderstorms are likely tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow night. The storms could be strong to severe, the high at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Here on this Monday edition, Jay Barker Show live from AVX, Audio Video Excellence, and uh, UT Martin taking down by Tennessee 65 to 24. Again, Alabama or Mississippi State 30 to 6. LSU over Ole Miss 45 20. You got Missouri taking down Vanderbilt 17 to 14. And South Carolina getting it done over AM. 30 to 24, and uh, we'll dive more into that as far as with uh, Jimbo Fisher, AM, not living up at all to the expectations Whoa. coming into uh, this season. But, uh, Matt, you had more questions about the uh, the reunion from uh, this yeah. past weekend. Well, uh, first of all, did you see somebody, a member of that team, or even staff, that you didn't expect to see? Um, I wasn't sure about Coach Stallings because I'd heard that he may not be able to make it in. And I was so happy that he was able to make it in. Um, I saw Bill Oliver. I haven't seen Bill in a long time. Um, and, um, you know, really, I'm, I'm thinking back to all the – Bill, Coach Stallings, uh, there were a couple of support staff people there, trainers, 
Um, you know, I, I didn't see Dubose. I didn't see Rousey. I didn't see, uh, which I wouldn't have seen uh, Woody because he was at Clemson, Dabo as well, and Danny Pierman as far as the coaches. Um, Player-wise, I pretty much saw everybody. The only I'm trying to think of guy. We haven't seen Willie Gadsden uh, in a while. Uh, so I've seen David, uh, but David and I talked for a while after San Antonio all the time. He was there. Um, I mean, just uh, I mean, pretty much our, my entire offensive line was there. The receivers were there. I mean, it was a really great turnout. I was I was really surprised, thinking that you know, 30 years after that, that uh, you're going to have a lot more guys kind of begin to drop off. And I don't mean like passing away. I mean just not showing up. And uh, they don't. They come. They want to come back and see their teammates. It's it's something that you you know you you have. You're part of a special fraternity of winning a national championship just on the national level uh, as a team, but also for Alabama and all the championships that they've won. And uh, it's just memories that you never want to forget and, and things that you hold uh, so dear to you because of the hard work and effort that you put into it. How was the deuce? He's good. Oh, he was good. He looked great. I mean, he's always uh, – I mean, you know, Dave is kind of quiet until you start talking to him and get him going and stuff. But uh, he's, he's, he's doing great. I mean, he's still like he could play. He even asked you were walking out. He goes, you want to go to, you want to go back out there? Let's go. And I was like, no, I'm not, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you might can. I can't. But, um, yeah, it was great to see him and, um, you know, Sherman and just all, all the – I mean, all the guys that were there. And Derek Lassick was not able to make it. Um, but I talked to him during and afterwards uh, just to kind of give him updates on everybody that was there and all that kind of stuff. But um, I'm, I'm trying to think anybody else that was. I saw Brian Bergdorf. Uh, with my backup was there. Uh, Freddie was not there. I'm sure Freddie involved in, in coaching and stuff in the NFL, uh, not able to make it in. So just, you know, some guys are going to get called up in those type of things where they just can't get away from coaching or from other uh, things that they're involved in. But I was hoping to see maybe some of the other assistant coaches, which we know Mal passed away. So Mal, you know, not able, um, you know, he's there in spirit most definitely. And, um, you know, again, just some of those guys you were so close to and tied to for forever. And now a lot of them, you know, you don't see like Buskin. I always catch back up every five years. We sit and talk and he, he, he even told me, so I want to talk to you. Let's go talk, you know, and, um, you know, it, it's just kind of neat to see. And also the guys who are going on and had very successful careers, you know, and, and have started business companies and living out of state, but still doing so well. And uh, did any unique competitions break out at uh, two thirty, three, four in the morning? No, no, we, we sat around talking the entire time, and um, it was just we had, we had a great time, just kind of catching up, and um, we did we did get into a little bit of politics and here and there, and then we, everybody kind of went, "Nah, let's just get away from that." Uh, yeah, <laughs> get away from that, definitely. Um, did you guys have an event on Friday? They did. They had an event on a Friday. I wasn't able to make that. And then Thursday, they had the Top Golf thing, which I was at in T Town on Thursday, actually, having dinner with Sarah Ashley and Braxton, which I do every Thursday night. And um, that's the only time Braxton can get away in time to have dinner. Uh, he's usually out there, up there till nine thirty or ten o'clock at night, uh, grinding. But um, yeah, it was, it was it was really a great weekend. And, and again, you know, have that many guys come back and be a part of that, and George Teague and all the guys. Uh, the, you know, it, it really, there. You know, this just such a great collective of guys that. We spend so much time together. That, that's what I hate for the. And I don't hate it for the guys from the standpoint of living uh, the way that they live now, as far as the apartments and different things they can get. But that was our our fraternity house was Bryant Hall. It was us and the basketball players. Matt members coming there and seeing all of us together. And I mean, we slept, we ate, we did everything together. I mean, it was our place. And you lived with those guys four and a half years. You couldn't leave until your fifth year or your final year and final semester, um, because the, then the university pay you. Uh, money to live off campus or live on campus somewhere else. So 
we did everything together. And so we were, we was like a band of brothers. I mean, we, we were brothers and, and we played together. We did everything that we did in life. We were doing together for that four and a half years. Did the university take care of you? I mean, I'm not trying to point a finger or anything, but did, did were y'all able to sit together and, uh, did, did they, uh, I don't know, get you your parking and all that kind of stuff. I mean, after all, you are the national champs. They never do parking, but, um, but you know, you, you find your hookups here and there. And then, um, as far as the, the, the tickets, yes, every guy was provided, I think two tickets. You could, I think you could request it more if you needed it and they were going to do everything they could. The university has always been really, really good about that. Making sure that they withhold tickets for those particular games. They're going to honor uh, certain championship teams and stuff. And then a lot of guys that are there, they have season tickets. So there, there is a you know player section, uh, which is in the uh, north end zone, uh, upper deck, is where they set all the uh, A club and, and scholarship or uh, A club and scholarship club uh, type people and stuff. So um, yeah, we, we we fought for when Mal was building the south uh, zone, which they had the north zone, which is you know the inside place to eat, all that stuff. We were petitioning. Uh, as players, that we should have the South Zone as our A club, <laughs> so we can sit there and go there and have food and and talk and watch warm ups and all that. Because the A club is actually inside Bryant Denny Stadium. Um, it's on that on the uh, the sorority road side when you come in, but it's in the middle of the stadium, so there's no windows. It's all it's only about you know probably eight or nine foot ceilings or whatever. It's just really closed off. And uh, even though when they built that back, what I guess thirty or more years ago, it was unbelievable. Uh, facility to have before games for recruiting and all that kind of stuff. Now they have their own recruits. Let me get near that. They're, they have their own area and stuff now that they go to. And, yeah. uh, pretty amazing uh, how it means. The, the, the recruits are treated very, very well. And was there a general consensus among your teammates about how this current Alabama team is performing? Or did you hear any interesting analysis from your former teammates? I mean, the biggest thing was we all talked about the anxiety stuff because uh, Saban has talked about, and we just talked about how much fun we had when we played, and that you know that we kept everybody so loose. Um, and you know, you know, some of it was, you know, these guys coming in. You know, I forget what the number was, and Matt, you may know this. Uh, Chris Donnelly brought this stat up, and I thought it was pretty interesting. But on our starting offense and defense, I think it was close to ninety percent of our players were for, from the state of Alabama. Now, I mean, you, you're probably talking maybe ten or fifteen. About the same now. number that. It's about the same number that ended up in the NFL off that defense. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. When we went through, and it was yeah, we started looking through, and and just the difference that we all grew up playing against each other. But you know, a lot of you know who a lot of my guys that I came in. I've told Lars this before. In in ninety um, or eighty nine, my, my last playing year, that ninety February, we go down or signing day, they come to your your place or whatever. Then you go home and watch Friday night football, which was you know the the uh, Friday night lights, whatever it was that was just now has started, but two years before that or a year before that, Rick Carley and they begin to go across the state, going here's Alabama's commitments for the nineteen ninety class. And I saw Antonio for the first time. I, I never saw Antonio on a recruiting trip. I saw Chris Anderson for the first time. Uh, on TV, where now these guys recruit together during the summer, they go to camps. I mean, they already know each other. And the other thing is just so many guys from out of the state, and um, it's just so different. I mean, we all kind of grew up with the same DNA. You're either Alabama or Auburn. You knew about Coach Bryant. You knew all. I mean, it's just so much history we knew. And, and you know, a lot of these guys, if we were to walk in the in that locker room, there's there is probably, I bet you, eighty percent of the, the players in there would know who we are. They they, they wouldn't know from because. Where, where I would have no. known the guys from the 70s and the 60s because of my family, because of, I grew up an Alabama fan. I grew up a dad, with my dad being a huge Alabama fan. So 
That's the difference we're seeing now. But that's what you got to do, as you guys know, to be able to compete now. You got to be able to recruit nationally. Who changed the most? And we'll go to break. Who's changed the most? Yeah, physically. I don't, and maybe you're not comfortable <laughs> in naming somebody, but uh, no, I know it wasn't you, and I know it wasn't the Deuce, but I mean, does somebody have a big beard or dressed with a floppy hat or something that kind of surprised you? No, I mean, uh, Willie Gassett did have kind of like an, a whole kind of sweatsuit look, and it had like roll tied across the front, and uh, it actually looked really cool. I said, man, you, you're looking good. He goes, I always look good. <laughs> I was like, yes, you do, Willie. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. we got Mick Gillespie coming up. Bama Insider on 3 Media. Stay with us. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's 
Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Ace Jones, you better watch your speed. Trouble ahead, trouble behind. And know that notion just crossed my mind. This old engine makes it on time. Leave Central Station about a quarter all right, welcome back in. And, uh, guys, there at time, weather point nine. If you can't let me know when Big Gillespie is up and ready to go from Bama Insider and On3 Media. Uh, we'll get uh, him up here in just one second. And again, the post-game show on Saturday night. All right, Mick is up and ready to roll. Let's get right to him. Again, from Bama Insider, On3 Media, Mick Gillespie. Mick, uh, first of all, welcome in. I hope you had a great remainder of your weekend. I know you got the Monday night show coming up tonight and uh, also the uh, post-game. I saw you, saw you afterwards at the Westgate and uh, came up, tried to surprise you, but uh, you weren't, uh, you, you were ready for me. <laughs> no, I was surprised. I couldn't, you know, you got those bright lights that are on in front of you, you know, and it was like, um, uh, it took me a couple of seconds to realize that, that, that you were there. Um, wish we got to hang out a little bit more, but congratulations to you and your, your teammates. And it was good to see all you guys back on the field and a very thin tank Connerly. That was the biggest surprise of the whole event. When I looked down there and saw Tank, you know, the longtime equipment man, uh, and a, and a, one, a buddy of mine, uh, looking looking spelt. I did, I was about to, that that probably is the one that Matt asked me who changed the most. Probably Tank. When I saw Tank, when I walked in the A Club, I went, Tank, you look twenty years young. I mean, he was. I mean, he's probably lost a hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, lost a wow. hundred pounds. Great guy too. You know, longtime friend. I think I've known Tank thirty years. Um, you know, kind of a, an institution in equipment, guys, mm-hmm. and uh, and good for him. Good for him. I know he's retired. He's up there at Lake Gunnersville, from what I heard. Um, and I didn't even get a chance to honestly. I haven't even seen him. Uh, you know, Red Leonard told me he lost weight, and then I saw you guys out on the field, and I was like, my gosh, good, good, for, uh-huh. good for Tank. So if you guys are friends with Tank, send him a text and uh, tell him that we uh, give him props on that. Mick, uh, what were your big takeaways from Saturday night? Well, uh, one of them is that um, is that Coach Leach, like you know, was a dinosaur collector um, when he was a kid. You know, and you can go to the gas station and get dinosaurs. No, uh, look seriously, I thought that um, it was a good bounce back win for Alabama. Uh, I thought that the receivers did a good job of adjusting and catching passes. 
Uh, it felt like Alabama's offense wasn't quite totally in sync, but the, the matchup really just favors Alabama. They play so well against Mississippi State. The defense, um, it really wasn't pressured that much. State kind of worked backwards a little bit running the football, something they don't do a lot. At the beginning of the game, they had success, but they didn't score. And, um, you know, and, and Bryce Young did enough to win. And I thought Bryce Young played a smart game, kind of a Mac Jones type of game, because if the play wasn't there, he just threw the ball down. He didn't try to make something out of it, didn't take a lot of hits if he didn't have to, unnecessary hits. So uh, it was a good win, a good smothering Anaconda, Alabama type big team. Uh, by the way, for the four people that remember, the dinosaurs were plastic molds that they made at Sinclair gas station. So you guys really. Knew. Because I had one, and they were green, and you they did. smelled horrible. Okay, yeah, yeah, the, the plastic mold just stunk to high heaven. To get in the back of the car, my dad said, you, we need to throw that away. Anyway, um, what about Eli Ricks? I thought he was outstanding in what is surprising to be his debut, given how well he played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I should have brought that up, too. Uh, yeah, big takeaway. He's long. He's lean. He can cover. And, uh, and, and he's back. Um, and, and, look, I'm not going to sit here like some people and say, hey, you know, Saban should have played him sooner. I don't know what was going on behind the scenes. Uh, I don't know if he was ready uh, or, you know, last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I know that he got his chance to play this week, and he did a great job. And it gives Alabama just another guy that can help them in the secondary. You know, we're all praying for the Alabama-Tennessee rematch, but you got to get there first. And they're going to have a really tough game coming up against his old team, LSU. But, um yeah, I, I, I thought he was really good. And uh, the guy that we figured he would be the uh, entire season, and he's back now. When you look at just uh, Alabama moving past Tennessee, and again, Coach Saban bringing up anxiety uh, with this team, we were talking about it earlier. But um, just kind of your, your take on that and kind of, uh, to me, I, I know that social media, NIL, you know, all the things versus the transfer portal, there are a lot more things plus just uh, life in itself with what happened in 2020, the lockdowns. Um, how much you know, should we give more? And I think Coach Saban is trying to do this, I guess, I guess more latitude toward these players because, you know, when you think about anxiety or what, you know, it's like go have fun, go play the game. But there are certain things they've, done, they've gone through and things that are happening in their lives that we never had to deal with. Yeah, well, first off, this schedule is really tough. And yeah. you didn't get the Vanderbilt – you know, type of game. You know, this isn't the, one of the terrible Tennessee teams that we've seen over the last 15 years. Um, you know, all of a sudden, which which I always anticipate as being a tough game. LSU's good. Uh, that Ole Miss game's going to be tough. They're all really hard places to play. And Texas, you know, those are one of the toughest environments you're ever going to see. So they didn't get that, that game where you're kind of like, okay, well, we're playing at Bandy at the high school stadium, and they don't have any fans there, and you got to get to go through the motions and build up some confidence. You know, they've been thrown right into the frying pan, and uh, and they've won the games for the most part. I mean, they did lose to Tennessee. Um, but, you know, when you're worried about making mistakes, you know, it's hard to do your best. And I, I think that Alabama's put an emphasis on that. Um, the penalties were way down this week. Honestly, I felt like maybe they were – uh, they were a little bit too ticky-tack on Mississippi State hitting Bryce Young, you know, and maybe that was a reaction to how bad they were against Tennessee. Um, but, you know, it, Alabama wasn't out there making a lot of penalties. Now, with that said, it's been the road games where Alabama struggled with the penalties. So, 
Um, we're going to find out a lot. I, I know we said, well, we would find out a lot going into the state game, and we did. We found out that Alabama is, um, you know, isn't going to lose twice to Tennessee, right? We know that they're going to be ready to go, and they're going to continue to uh, to be a tough team to beat. But now, you know, it's it's back on the road, and it's time to see the team that Alabama was for three of the four quarters at Arkansas. Um, because if they're not, you know, then then it could be LSU going to Atlanta. Mick, what was your assessment of the play of the wide receivers and especially JoJo Earl? Yeah, look, I, I like the fact that Earl finds a way to get into the end zone. Um, you know, I, I'm still, I, I still think that the overall that the wide receiver spot's a weakness for Alabama this year, and that's just because we're comparing it to how good and dominating and game changing it's been for years. No one's really stepped up and been that guy yet, but them catching the ball makes a difference to me, you know, and the, the drops have been awful this year. Um, somebody called the show, my postgame show, and said, hey, you know, could it be the fact that there's like 11 guys that play and maybe you're playing too many guys at wide receiver? And I don't know the answer to that, you know. Um, I, I just, when I look out there, there needs to be more separation uh, you know, there's there's plays where Bryce just to the point now where just if they're not open, throw the ball down. This, you know, you go back and watch Alabama uh, when Mac Jones was quarterback, two is quarterback, Jalen Hurts is quarterback, and there's one guy that's open every play. Sometimes four or five. You know, right now there's plays where there's no one open. So I think that the wide receiver spot has got to continue to improve. I'm still waiting for. The, the, the guy to step up, and it could be JoJo Earl. I mean, he, you know, as he gets healthier, the better and better he gets. And I'm, you know, we got to see Harold finally. You know, it was late in the game. Um, you know, but we're, we're kind of keep saying, hey, it's the next guy, it's the next guy, maybe. Um, you know, I'm still, I, I still think it's going to be somebody that's going to step up and be that guy, maybe Jacory Brooks. Um, but, but right now, I feel like that to me is the biggest weakness on the team is just that there's not a, a, a dominant playmaker at the wideout spot. Were you surprised that Jermaine Burton played? Yeah, you know, well, that's a great question, Matt. I uh, was because, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've been kind of torn on this. Uh, you know, part of me feels like that, that, that Tennessee's kind of made a joke out of running out on the field. You know, it's a dangerous situation when you got all those people out there. You know, hey, let's just go ahead and throw up, a, you know, a GoFundMe and everybody can pay for it. Ha, ha, ha. You know, I'm watching videos of, you know, fans falling down and other fans trampling over top of them. And, you know, they're lucky that no one was serious, hurt, seriously hurt, you know. And then last year, Nick Saban kind of got hit um, in that Texas A&M situation. And, um, you know, and he's got a protection detail, uh, but the players don't. Uh, I honestly, I tried to see this video where I, where I see clearly what's going on. You know, it's like I, I've seen a couple different videos and maybe I'm not looking at the right one, but, um, you know, is he swatting a phone out of his face? Is he just being a jerk and just, you know, you know, smacking her? I don't know. Uh, but Nick Saban said there's more to it. And I, I guess I'm just going to go with his word, although I got to tell you, I was surprised that he played. Um, but I don't have an opinion on whether it's right or wrong. Mick Gillespie, Bam Insider on three. will stay with us. One more segment as we get to the top of the hour here in hour number one. So stay with us. We'll be back live from AVX again. Mick Gillespie, Bam Insider on three media joins us next.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. At Academy Sports and Outdoors, they carry all the gear you need from the top brands. All at prices you'll love. And now, shopping at Academy is more convenient than ever. They all... Cloudy showers and thunderstorms are likely tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow night. The storms could be strong to severe. The high at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Monday, and uh, Mick, real quick before we get started, tell everybody kind of where they can find you throughout the week. Yeah, always check us out on the Bama Insider YouTube channel. We've got shows uh, every single day. Uh, I host some of them, Monday Night Quarterback, which uh, airs live at 7 o'clock on Monday. I'll be on tomorrow with Andrew Bone at 8 o'clock at this show where we talk recruiting, kind of update you on uh, you know everyone that's uh, about to commit right now, how the weekend went. For visitors in Tuscaloosa, and then uh, Friday night, uh, the tailgate show, 6 to 8. You can watch it on the Bama Insider YouTube channel. Um, next two shows will be at the Floor Bama. So if you're down on the coast, swing by and say hi to us. And uh, after the game, also on the uh, Bama Insider YouTube channel. How big is this off week? I mean, we know about Bryce getting healed up. And, you know, just this time of year, you go this late and then this far into it, and then uh, – Got a good run, of a good stretch of good games coming up as well on the road as well at home. And I, I guess just kind of where do you see this team right now and in, in, in this bye week coming right now? Hey, look, I'm tired of just covering the team, and I'm glad to have a week <laughs> off. Think about those guys out there playing, you know. I mean, right. like, they, they, they need this. You know, Bryce Young has been um, – I think Bryce Young solidified himself as – maybe the greatest player Alabama's ever had. I mean, it, it, just watching the way that he's been able to perform, um, banged up, uh, you know, just what he's able to do for this team out on the football field. You know, the fact that he's already won a Heisman, I mean, it puts him in a category of four. Um, so I, just him alone, it's great to have a week off, you know. And then mentally these guys have played uh, a really difficult schedule. We've talked about that. It's not over yet. But at least you get a chance to reset. And then, you know, it becomes a four-game schedule to get to Atlanta. And, um, you know, what if you get through LSU? Then you got to play Ole Miss. You can't really look ahead. But uh, the, the off week couldn't have come at a better time. Mick, uh, Texas A&M goes down to South Carolina. Congrats to my man, Shane Beamer. Really happy for him. First time South Carolina's ever beaten A&M. Texas A&M now one and three in conference, three and four overall, and this is a really amazing statistic. Jimbo Fisher's record through fifty-five games at Texas A&M thirty-seven and eighteen. Kevin Sumlin's record through fifty-five games at Texas A&M thirty-nine and sixteen. 
Kevin Sumlin has done a better job, did a better job at A&M through 55 games than Jimbo. All right, long-winded way of asking, is Jimbo in any type of pressure or is he is does the possibility exist that he may not be the head coach at Texas A&M next year? Well, the buyout's too big, right? I mean, I, I just can't imagine those guys coming in and, and uh, footing, uh, you know, $85 million or whatever it is, Bill, for him to go away. And, uh, you know, it's surprising to me. I mean, I, I've lost on them, you know, taking them against Mississippi State. I didn't mess with them this week, but I probably have picked them against South Carolina just because they, they have a lot, you know, better talent. Um, with that said, you know, in the Alabama game, I saw a lot of young players getting an opportunity that I think are going to be impact players in the future. I, I, I just have this feeling, and I'm not a Jimbo Fisher guy. Don't don't get me wrong here. But I just got a feeling that this is going to be the last year that they're going to be kind of this type of team. Uh, the recruiting that they did last year is going to really start showing up next year. I think he's got at least another year in him. And if I'm wrong and, and, and they're like this next year, um, then I think that he'd, he'd be fired and they'll find somebody else. But um, I know they have a lot of money in Texas, but I just don't know that you're – would you really want to spend, you know, $85 million to get rid of a, a coach that's won a national championship? You know, that, that, I guess that's the big question. So I think they're a year away. I think they're, I think they're going to be on the up and up next season. Our guest is Mick Gillespie from On3 Bama Insider. Mick, uh, Auburn is back in action after a week off. They're hosting the Hogs. Um, they're actually a home dog by four. Uh, did, did this offer the opportunity for Harson to kind of settle uh, in and, and maybe Auburn take a breath and then they'll come out and play very, very well against Arkansas or it just keeps getting worse? Look, I got to give him a lot of credit because with everything going on, all the noise, you know, the fact that we all know he's going to get fired. Um, he's gone out there and kind of kept things calm and, um, the team's played hard, you know, and I'll, I'll give out, uh, Auburn credit. I mean, we've seen, we've had the same situation at Alabama over the years too. And, uh, and I, I can remember a few of those Alabama teams that gave up on the year. And, uh, or at least we felt like they did. You know, I don't feel like that's the case with Auburn. Um, and I think Brian Harson eventually is going to get somewhere and they're going to look back and say, Hey, we, you know, we had a really good coach, but we didn't give him a chance. Um, with that said, you know, Auburn has uh, a tough game against Arkansas coming up. Arkansas is banged up. They're one of those teams that they don't have a lot of depth. They have, uh, you know, Bumper Pool and, and Drew Sanders, you know, two of the best tacklers in college football. Um, but you know what, Auburn at home, I, I, I bet you they find a way to win this game on Saturday. They, they're, even in that loss to Georgia, um, and they didn't cover the spread or anything, but the, you know what, they, they showed me that they're not going to give up, and they're going to be a tough team to beat. So uh, I, I, I've been impressed by that. They just don't have a lot of talent. Tennessee takes care of UT Martin, 65-24. We see where they are now inside the top four. Uh, coming up next for them, Mick, is Kentucky and then at Georgia, uh, which is the the big matchup everybody's waiting for uh, in the east. But um, South Carolina's gotten better. Missouri looked a little better this weekend. Vandy, uh, I mean, you know, they're Vandy. But, um, you know, they don't have much of a schedule once they get past Georgia. Do you, do you think they make the run all the way through it? Look, I, I think Tennessee's got two – 
and even possibly three really tough games. This Kentucky game is the, is the perfect trap game for them to lose, you know, because you got to you got to believe that everybody over there is looking at Georgia and going, hey, you know what? We're, you but you can't look past Kentucky. They're dangerous. They play good defense. Then you got to go on the road to Georgia. If Tennessee's not careful, they could lose two or three of these games. Man, always great stuff. Thanks for being with us. And again tonight, Monday quarterback, good to be with uh, him as well as with Andrew Bone tomorrow uh, at 8 o'clock. So uh, a lot uh, going on with Bama Insider on three and Mick Gillespie. Mick, thank you, my man. Hey, guys. Good talking Thanks, to you. Roll Mick. Tide. You too, man. Roll Tide. All right, we'll continue. Hour number two coming up next here on the other side and uh, a lot more to dive into. Some of the big games, big matches coming up. Alabama has got the bye week, so some time off to reflect some self-scouting that will go on throughout the week and they do that every week anyway but uh they'll do that and uh, get better as the uh, they get ready for that last uh, run here in uh, conference play all right stay with us we're live from avx hour number two coming up next Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. A great family. Do so much for the community but, more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. It's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
800-242-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two. And again, our thanks to Mick Gillespie joining us from Bama Insider on three. And we got Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. I'm Jay Barker. We appreciate you being with us here on this Monday edition. Alabama, big win this weekend, 30-6 to over Mississippi State. And also Tennessee beats UT Martin, 65-24. to LSU takes down Ole Miss, 45-20. We're going to get into that. Vanderbilt and uh, Missouri. Missouri wins at 17-14. South Carolina takes down Texas A&M 30-24, and uh, Jimbo Fisher right now in some hot water. We're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. Go by and check it out with us the uh, before after those UAB games or any type of event at Protective Stadium. Great place to tailgate, spend time with family, friends, and coworkers. You'll love it. Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see all the great folks there in Oxford, Anniston, and Tony Russell at Sunny King Ford. All right, guys, um, you, we, you talked a little bit about this, uh, Lars, uh, with Mick Gillespie as far as what's going to happen in A&M. And uh, I think Jimbo Fisher's buyout is so big, I, I just don't see. I know they get the money to buy it out if they want to. Um, would they make that kind of a move right now, especially with uh, other teams that are looking to, to fire their coaches and everybody's going to kind of be out there on the market? Plus, it's probably going to give Jimbo – a little bit more leverage, uh, knowing that uh, he, if he, they were to do something and let him go, that he'd be on the market uh, because people still think a lot of him uh, as a head coach, even though it has not been what they thought it would be at A&M so far. But uh, kind of you, you guys, both of you guys' thoughts on that and also where LSU and how they have played uh, over the last few weeks uh, and, and really uh, what, a, what a great win for them over Ole Miss this past weekend. Yeah, so with with A and M, I guess A and M fans can point till or use the rallying cry, uh, wait till next year because they have uh, a great recruiting class, be a year older, and uh, a great great one coming in. But man, uh, this is it's really bad. I mean, the last time the Aggies headed into November with four losses was in two thousand eight. Uh, was when Mike Sherman. Uh, led A&M to a four and eight record. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's really, we've come a long way since the little verbal tete-a-tete between Saban and Jimbo and, uh, a couple people getting a huge book deal, a huge movie deal based on the, uh, dust up between Jimbo and Nick Saban. Uh, I wouldn't want to be the uh, script writer for that uh, potential movie right now because what if he gets fired? Yeah, it, it, the it, movie it, up? yes, yes, yes. The book will still go forward, I'm sure. Uh, I don't think the movie will uh, ever see the big screen. Put it that way. Um, but I mean, you're right. I mean, what do you do if you're A and M? Because uh, the uh, the massive buyout just puts them in limbo. Um, if if Texas A and M fired him after the season, the exact number is eighty five million nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So think about that. And this comes from uh, our buddy John Talty uh, over at AL dot com. Eighty five million nine 
$950,000. That's more than five times what the United States paid France to acquire <laughs> what became 15 states in the Louisiana Purchase. Well, but that was a long time ago. It's relative. It's, I'm, I, I'm, I'm I so understand. kidding. I'm so kidding. No, on, buddy, I love, buddy, I love buddy. the parallel. <laughs> Who wrote it? Talty wrote Talty that? Talty got, go. yeah. Talty yeah. bringing history to yes, us. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't speak to Texas A&M, uh, Texas A&M fans, so I, I don't know the pulse of, of the fan base if they're willing to give Jimbo a little bit of leash here, but I don't think they have a choice. Because Jimbo has the best agent in the history of agents, and I don't even know who it is. It's probably uh, 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 Sexton. It's Jimmy Sexton. But, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 it had yeah. to be Sexton to orchestrate the, the, the biggest buyout in the history of buyouts. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're stuck with him, Matt. They're stuck with him. Yeah, and uh, I thought that Mick Gillespie brought up a great point about half an hour ago. Is it, And it's not just the money. I, I think... A lot of it is the money. But don't you have to give him the opportunity to coach this number one recruiting class ever in the history of the world? Can you let him go? Well, again, when you, you like know, to be just, the next coach, if we all just, that's we, true. Well, you know, they fired Kevin Sumlin, and someone has a better record, had a better record after 55 games at A&M than Jimbo. I think A&M is trying to battle Auburn on how bad they can make things. <laughs> Well, uh, Jay, you, you know Jimbo. You've known him for many years. Uh, what is your analysis of what is happening in College Station? Yeah, I think from a business decision, you keep him because that's a lot of money. I don't care how much you have. Uh, I think, too, coaches need more time to bring in their recruits and you know certain classes that are going to really make a difference. Um, you know, He's trying to build uh, a type of culture there that he wants to have. I don't know. I think universities sometimes give up too quickly on coaches. I think it takes time in order to build it. And you got to land there at the right spot. I mean, you got to land when things are, um, you know, the recruits are beginning to, you know, come of age and mature. And all of a sudden you get there and, you know, you got guys who have been there two years. I mean, look at Hypo right now. I mean, he, he's kind of enjoying uh, a little bit of what Jeremy Pruitt left him behind and also what Jeremy did getting all the riffraff out of there. He kind of began that process. And then, uh, you know, Hypo's got guys that, you know, Hyatt being one of those big ones, the, one of the top recruits that Jeremy brought in at Tennessee at the time that he was he was there. So, you know, you just you know, and, and outside of things like what happened with Jeremy or outside of things what happened with Hugh Freeze and all that. I mean, you, you totally understand why uh, those guys get let go. But if it's just right now, um, you know, we're not playing up to a championship level team and the expectations coming into the season were so high for A&M. I, I just don't think you give up so quickly. Uh, it hurts your recruiting. It hurts the just the, per, the perception of the university and you know Jimbo's a big name and I don't I don't know if you're going to be able to go out there and find um guys a guys a splash that's going to be any bigger than him right now for A&M and I think you just kind of you know put your boots in the ground and say look we're going to stick with this guy and we're going to ride this thing out we believe that he's knowing a great recruiter but a great coach and that he'll get this thing figured out I think Jimbo's just got to work on his offense I don't know if that's play calling or if it's just the actual scheme itself I think people have figured it out since it's been around for about 35 40 years yeah, I mean, look, this is year five of his coaching tenure. And, uh, you know, he said that uh, after the game, look, we're not getting run out of the stadium. Guys are right wow. there. How hard they're playing, the belief in what we're doing. All right, so not getting run out of the stadium, is that the best $9 million can buy? 
I mean, this has to be one of the worst investments ever made. <laughs> right up there was Nebraska putting all that money into Scott Frost, but they didn't put that, uh, as much as uh, as A&M did into Jimbo. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, look, things were yeah, going and, and on. The, the, and the worst thing for him right now is he can't, he can't play the victim card, and he can't – um, you know, talk like that after a game saying, well, at least he didn't run us off the field. He needs I to mean, be quiet. Exactly. Yeah. Be quiet and say, hey, we're building, we're working, there are things we're working through as a team. I've got to do a better job as a coach. i got to help prepare them better. Uh, this this is on me, and I'll, I'll, I'll take it. But guess what? We're going to keep building and working. We're going to get better week in and week out. That's our objective. We're not going to worry about scores. Don't worry about anything else. We want to put a great product on the field. And for him, if he if he begins to look at this and gets frustrated and begins to kind of talk back to the media about it or whatever, that's not going to go well with the fans. The fans don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear excuses or you become the victim. They want you to fix it. You don't and, want and, to hear at least and, we're not getting run out of the stadium. And, right, just, exactly. Oh, <laughs> and, and Matt, Matt, if uh, let's say the buyout is half of that $86 million, right? Is he then Brian Harson right now, uh, dead no. man walking? And, and I'll, I'll give you two reasons why. Uh, first of all, that's still a lot of money, <laughs> $45 million. Uh, The other is because of that recruiting class, the heralded recruiting class, and the fact that I thought last year he should have been in the playoffs. He's not yeah. that far removed from making the Final Four. So, uh, plus, he's got his ranch. Yeah. I don't mean to uh, no, I, I think he's around next year, and I actually expect them to do a lot better. Uh, as Mick said, these guys are coming in to Jimbo's in-place system. Guys, as we head to break, I want to take just a minute and and report along to many of you that already know Steve Sprayberry, a very decorated offensive lineman for Alabama in the early 70s, passed away just the other day at the age of 70. I got to know him very, very well. When uh, he ran an insurance business, a very successful one, I might add, down in Sylacauga. And we had many, many talks about his recruitment. He was too small. He won a state championship at Sylacauga in 69. He wasn't recruited. Finally, Alabama offered him one. He ended up starting 24 consecutive games and, and winning a national championship. Playing alongside a guy named John Hanna. Uh, Spray was a dear man, a successful man, and played his butt off. And he will be very missed thank you matt and uh and i want to let people know 3 p.m uh wednesday my understanding is the arrangements for the uh, funeral in first baptist church silicaga uh, for those who knew him and uh, are want to get to that uh, i think a luncheon for the former teammates at 11 o'clock for any of the former teammates listening in to the show as well so uh they said they need a, a head count so make sure you get in touch with them let them know about that as well for that but uh, yeah, our thoughts and prayers go out to his family uh steve sprayberry All right, uh, we'll continue live from ABX. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Finding the right Medicare plan? Oof, no easy feat. Kind of like those dances my granddaughter loves making me do. <laughs> but then I found Walgreens. Cloudy showers and thunderstorms are likely tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow night. The storms could be strong to severe. The high at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
Took my family away from my Carolina home Had dreams about to twist and started to roam Six long months on a dust-covered trail They say heaven's at the end, but so far it's been hell And there's fire on the mountain, lightning in the air Rolling them hills and it's waiting for me Welcome back in. We'll be talking about some of the games this past weekend. Alabama's got a bye week, so no pressure today with Coach Saban. We had Mick Gillespie on for Bam Insider on three, and they get his take on the Crimson Tides. 30-6 to win over Mississippi State. Now they get the week off and uh, get ready for a good stretch of SEC matchups coming up. Hopefully get back uh, to uh, the SEC uh, championship game as they have the last few years, and then hopefully a chance to play in the playoffs through according to Kind of all that goes down with Tennessee and Georgia in that matchup here in just a few weeks. But uh, back to uh, some of the national games and some of the top four games. Uh, Clemson uh, barely gets by. Uh, Syracuse, uh, they gave them all they got. And uh, that that's kind of been the story over the last decade. Uh, been a tough, uh, tough team that always comes in really w- well prepared with us on the road where they've had a chance to beat them at Syracuse uh, in years to really uh, upset uh, Clemson. And then uh, this year, though, to uh, – have that, uh, that that game and uh, 27-21 against uh, what I guess at that time the number 14 team in the country in Syracuse. So uh, your guys' thoughts about that? And, I mean, is Clemson the real deal? What are your thoughts, Lars? Uh, man, I think it still remains to be seen given the fact that uh, Jimbo – excuse me, Dabo uh, – boy, all these Jimbo O's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> these nicknames – that's not Jimbo's real name, is it? Jimbo? I would think it's James, but Jim Jim Bob. Jimbo. I don't know. Probably is a football uh, Jim yeah. Bob. No, just, just the fact. Is. <laughs> now I knew Jim Bob Harris. You remember him? Yeah, I did too. Oh yeah, <laughs> safety for Alabama. Good player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So so Dabo ended up uh, benching uh, DJ Ungulelele. I still can't say it. And put in uh, Cade Klubnik. And uh, he was hoping for that that Klubnik would give him a spark. And the thing is, there was a real questionable uh, roughing the pass or uh, unnecessary roughness call when when uh, uh, it, w- it was like a third and twenty five or something. And uh, and and Klubnik got hit just as he was going out of bounds, or maybe a millimeter out of bounds, and and that just switched all the momentum. And ten or uh, gosh, excuse me, Clemson went on to score seventeen points uh, unanswered and ended up winning the game. And you know, it's the type of game that uh, that uh, you need to win to to get to the the playoffs. And and really, I think all Clemson has to do now is beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Uh, and they're going to be in because they'll be undefeated. Uh, and and you just you look at uh, just uh, what the percentage are the 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 play of uh, different playoff predictors, and uh, and and Clemson is right there. I mean, Clemson seems to have a, as good a chance as any team in the country, based largely on schedule, not on talent. Uh, but Clemson, they look. Very beatable. I mean, Clemson would probably be a double-digit underdog in whoever they played. If it were Georgia, if it were Alabama, Tennessee, Tennessee, Ohio State, Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah, they'd they'd be a double-digit underdog in all those games. So, but you know, Dabo, he's got a way of 
of really creating magic in the playoffs. And uh, Alabama fans know that all too well. Oh, yeah. Um, first of all, Syracuse is not a bad football team. I, I don't know if they're the 14th best, best team in the nation. But uh, I look at this a little bit like the Alabama-Clemson game. I mean, the Alabama-Texas A&M game. Uh, Clemson gifted them significantly. Four turnovers. And that, that helped keep the game close. But when it was time, uh, Clemson put it together. And they held on to win it um, late. Uh, so I still believe in Clemson because I believe a lot in Dabo. By the way, I was watching the quick quick side road. I was watching the Clemson-Syracuse game at 1221 Sports Bar where we do that Todd Tago, tailgate show, which is oh, oh so much fun. Um, man, Alabama fans don't like Clemson. I mean, they're pulling for Syracuse like it's it's Alabama. Well, that's what happens when you get beat twice. By but he's team. an Alabama guy. He's a member of the Jay Barker championship team. Yeah, but this I young generation doesn't care. Stuff. <laughs> no, they don't care. <laughs> it's funny just to hear you say young generation, yeah. young yeah. man. Exactly. Yeah, this younger generation, they don't uh, care about that. that. They don't remember Dabo being a receiver. They always remember him beating Alabama as a coach at Clemson. So, uh, they need to read his book. They do, yeah, and, and uh, yeah. we, we yeah. know the guy that wrote Check the book. Check out Dabo's World. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Check out Dabo's World. Uh, hey, guys, did you see the LSU storm the field after the Ole Miss win? Uh-huh. What in the you-know-what is going on here? Uh, overzealous fans? It wasn't like the Tennessee rushing of the field. Is there a coincidence between alcohol being served in these stadiums and the rushing <laughs> of the field? No, Maybe because, because Alabama didn't do it. No. Um, Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. I don't think that. I don't think there's enough liquor in the world for Alabama fans. I think Alabama fans. See, Alabama Stadium, though, is set up so time. good because you get you got to jump down about, what, 10, 12 feet, if not more, to get down from the student section the same way on the other side. So everything's kind of up in the air. Um, and, and then on the other, uh, on the sides, you have the fence. Uh, I mean, you just have such a further way to, I mean, it's so much further to get to the field than most of these stadiums now, the way that it was designed. So I think that helps a lot. But two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it's Matt. just not. Yeah, because that's the third time. Mm-hmm. You know, Tennessee's was only one hundred because they'd rushed the basketball floor. I think uh, within the last uh, X amount of time, that shouldn't count against football. Here's the absolute end all. You want to stop it? There are two ways: take away the win. We know they're not going to do that. The other, every stadium needs to go back in time and find the moat diggers from all of these castles. And all of the fields will have a moat right there circling the entire gridiron. And therefore, if you jump out, they're alligators and dragons. <laughs> no, man. Horses. Horses. You've been watching games. Bring, bring, out the, bring, out, bring out the cavalry. Bring the horses. Humans are scared of horses. And I am the, the front of that line. Yeah, well, you have a, a rather interesting. Uh... <laughs> I got a bad horse story. Yes, you got a bad <laughs> horse start, really. Well, t- yeah. You know, like, Go ahead. Tell us about that. Well, I was a camp counselor uh, between my junior and senior year of college. At uh, it was it was a camp in uh, just north of Brainerd, Minnesota, and uh, I got to know the guy who sort of ran the stables. And there was horses there, and uh, one evening he uh, we, we were just hanging out by the stables, and he said, "Hey, get on this horse. Get on this horse." I'm like, uh, "Okay." And I get on the horse, and he does a, 
And that horse just took off, <laughs> took off. And I'm bareback on the horse. So I'm, oh, I'm you I'm, didn't I'm, tell I'm, me that. No, I, I was holding on to the, to the mane with, for dear life. And I, I had never been so scared in my life because I had absolutely zero control over that beast. <laughs> over over that thundering beast and the, the uh, horse thought you boy, were a jockey. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy, that was, I just I just you walked into that. I did walk into oh. that. I just gave you a layup there. Well, when you first started the um, yeah. story, it sounded very romantic. You're at night at the stable, and he met me there. I was like, "What are you? Where are you going with this?" Oh, yeah, yeah. I was Mars and the stable boy. I was coming to the theater near you. Yeah, I was the stable boy. <laughs> anyway, bear, put horses bear back, on the bear field. Bareback Lars. Yeah. And... Oh God, <laughs> we're going way too deep on that. Put horses on the field, and that will solve the issue. Uh, yeah, I, but then you have I the liberal press. You, ever been in, saying you're you know how them? they break up rally? You, you know how they break up rallies in D.C. They bring they in the mount, the yeah. mounted police, yep. <laughs> and, then, and and I don't care how fervent you believe in something. You see a horse coming at you, you're getting out of the way, and you're leaving. You're dispersing. And you said that you'd pick it all up, <laughs> right? Whatever was on the field after the horses were there. Absolutely. <laughs> that you would personally do that. Yeah, well, he for, said, he said uh, pay him a hundred thousand dollars to do it. Half, for, half, half, for, for half of what the fine is. So you'd do there it for one hundred twenty-five thousand if you yes. were at LSU. That's a lot of crap picking up, and and well worth it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay, I have to take credit for bringing that up because I just yeah. brought up the storm in the field. But, I mean, this is out of control, folks. I mean, you're not even in contention. Probably, I guess you could be in contention for the SEC championship. But I don't think you're winning the national championship at LSU. Beating Ole Miss was significant, but rushing the field? And by the way, there was a blueberry Barney in the stands. Did anybody notice that? <laughs> I saw uh, a picture of it. Oh my blueberry. gosh! Did you see that? Yes. Was the oh my gosh. Rust at Legion. Uh, you know what? I was there in '82 when the field was kind of rushed. Yeah, after Bryant, after Bryant won. Yeah, three, three, oh, sixteen, three, fifteen, and uh, as a matter of 315. fact. I, I'm going public with this. I was one of them. I was still a student. Um, but it wasn't a massive rush. It was not out of control, at least from my vantage point, it wasn't. Uh, all I remember is somebody grabbed Coach Bryant's houndstooth cow, but they later got it back. I thought he gave it to a cop. Uh, maybe he did. Check out uh, Chasing the Bear. That anecdote's in there. Well, you, who would know? You wrote a book. I hey, wrote a book. This on segment it, yeah. brought to you by Lars, the author. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, we'll continue. Stay with us. We're live from AVX, hour number two, and uh, we'll be Who's, right back. Hey, hang on. Who's sending us these Brokeback Mountain texts? That's just too funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. 
Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of the best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O.
Welcome back in. And a story that's breaking uh, this morning and about like, 20 minutes old or more, and uh, I know the NFL is looking into NFL Network, looking into it as well, is the two officials after the Tampa Bay and Carolina Panthers game ended up getting autographs from Mike Evans, the receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've never seen anything like this. Uh, normally those guys are rushed off the field. They go right into a van. They're back to their hotel uh, they're out of the stadium. They want them away from everything and not around uh, the players, anything like that happening after the game. I've never seen this. I don't know if you guys have or not, but I know the NFL right now looking at this going, this does not look good, uh, even though the Tampa did not play well. But uh, the still to have refs getting autographs and players, you, you cannot have that. And the NFL is uh, investigating this right now. Um, it is uh, very clear uh, that there are uh, – or it isn't clear, it's very clear that there are any rules that lay out punishment for officials who go seeking signatures more specifically it's not clear if there will be any punishment for the two referees involved in this uh, this event or incident uh, this might uh, also could be a case where the officials weren't seeking autographs rather evans who was a captain they've been signing an official score sheet or game notes which he's required to do so that could be the case here based on the uh, the photos i hope that is the case and that it's not them trying to get autographs from mike evans this man uh, been out there on social media your guys thoughts about this yeah, um, I, I've, I've seen the video, and uh, it definitely doesn't look good. But also, it, he may just be signing the official I think he is. scorecard. I don't I don't know what captains have to do. You know better than me, Jay. But uh, Mike Evans had a horrible game. I mean, a horrible game uh, on the very first series. That I did actually want to get into this with you, Jay. Very first series of, of uh, the, the Bucks. Uh, have off the have have the ball the first series of the game. Uh, Brady throws a beautiful bomb, and Evans is open by about twenty five yards. And according to Next Gen stats, no wide receiver has been this open in the NFL all year. Wow! And it just hits him right in the hands, and he drops it. And then Tampa Bay goes on to lose twenty one to three to a, a Panthers team that just traded away their best player, Christian McCaffrey, got rid of their best wide receiver, Robbie Anderson. And really, it looks like they're in full tank mode, maybe to go for Bryce Young next year in the draft. Who knows? But uh, Tampa, they, they really uh, look sort of lost. And and a lot of people now are, are, are saying, hey, what is the one ingredient that is missing from this team? And it's Bruce Arians, you know, and uh, Todd Bowles, for whatever reason, it is not working out. Uh, I know they've lost a, a, a lot of their offensive line uh, and, uh, and 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 yeah, and, and, and Gronk and uh, Antonio uh, Brown. Brown. Um, yeah, I mean, so they don't have all the pieces there, but man, they are playing horrible football right now. Uh, but but Jay, I wanted to ask you just about that one play by Evans, that drop. I mean, that seemed, even though it was just like a few minutes into the game, maybe like two minutes, it seemed to set the whole tone. And I, I really think that that game would have had a different outcome if Mike Evans catches that ball. It may have. I mean, there, there are certain things where the momentum is built and it becomes a very big play in a game. And that's why they, they always talk about four or five plays that really make the difference. He ended up with nine receptions for 96 yards. Brady, 32 or 49, 290 yards. But 21-3 to three to a Panther team, as you talked about, really just on the ropes. Their uh, Panthers now 2-5. and five. They are 2-3 and three at home. The Buccaneers are 3-4, and 2-2 two and two away. 
So uh, they they, they got to get things in order. I mean, I, I do think you know Bruce not being at the helm it, it says a lot about you know his leadership and what he was able to do and the kind of the air that he brought uh, to that team. But I, I do think the offensive line. I think Gronk. Uh, those things, you know, the blocking up front uh, in the run game, and more importantly, having a tight end like him that could get down the field and make the plays that he did, and the protection that they gave him. And, you know, him losing his center uh, for Tom Brady, that's huge. I mean, that's your quarterback up there at the office line, the guy you feel most comfortable with. So they, they got a lot of work to do, and uh, we'll see. Jay, but, that, yeah, hey, can, I, I, can I stop you real quick? It, it was Alex Kappa, their center, and mm-hmm. he signed with the Bengals, and, uh, and Zach Taylor, the Bengals coach, said last week the most important piece of in, in free agency the most important player we brought in alex kappa i mean he just he could not go on and on uh, be be more sort of uh, emphatic about his praise for kappa and how he has just changed that entire offensive line any way to bring the Bengals into it <laughs> well, i'm just saying no i'm just i'm i'm i'm, 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 I'm backing up i'm backing up jay's point like, well, f- f- football, I, I, is a lot, football is a lot like the middle of baseball, right? Everything, everything down the middle, kind of like you look at those players. Same way uh, in football. It's the safety, it's the mic, it's the center, it's the quarterback on both sides of the football. Down the middle is where the brain trust is. And you got to have guys there that have great experience in, in that and that can get guys the right calls that are great leaders at those positions. And that's what you had in him. And that's where Brady could really trust him and knew that you know he can make calls when – uh, for Brady up front and things like that. I mean, not, not that Tom needed that, but it just helps to have a another pair of eyes that can see things quickly, process informa- information like that. Hey, back to I saw the other video uh, earlier uh, or just a few minutes ago while you were talking, um, and it looks like the card to me. It doesn't look like an autograph. I think he, he just you know signed the card and, and yeah. moved on. Yeah. So that's you know yeah, one of those things. Somebody just wants get, to blow it up. Wants well, it to TMZ, go viral. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, just a couple of quick observations. Tampa Bay is by no way out of this thing. They actually lead their division with a record of three and four. Oh, how, yeah, how good that's is right. That? Yeah, they, yeah, they're uh, in a terrible. But division. they're in a terrible division. Uh, and as far the first thing when I saw the picture of the referee, I thought that's probably a guy that's holding the down marker. Otherwise, officials are not going to do that. Then when Jay gave the exclamation explanation that he's probably signing some kind of card because he was a captain. That seems to be it. I don't think any official in their right mind is going to risk being suspended, fired their career on getting an autograph. But by the way, from Mike Evans, I know he's a terrific player, but if you're going to lose your job, go after Brady. Brady. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Guys, uh, there's just a couple. Sorry, Jay, go ahead. According to the NFL uh, NFL, uh, RA collective bargaining agreement, uh, officials are prohibited from asking players, coaches, or any other team personnel for autographs or memorabilia, and that's at any time. Um, so they try to keep it as much of a distance. Those guys were refs, uh, and, and I know you've probably seen the pictures now. Yeah, they, they were. Actually got, they got pictures of them on the field and, and showing you know where they were actually working the game, and they had the flags in the front as well. So, uh, but, but to me, it looks just like, I man, it's just the card you signed afterward for the captains uh, at the end of the game. So the game last night, Miami against Pittsburgh, Miami hosting Pittsburgh. Tua returns uh, after uh, suffering a really bad concussion against Cincinnati uh, three weeks ago. Do, do we, I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch the game, but did you wince every time Tua took off running? Like I was just, I was scared for him, and but he didn't play scared at all, and uh, he, he was a little bit off, a little bit rusty. 
but still, he played well enough to get them to win 16 to 10. Of course, it was a seven-point spread, and I took... I lost by a point uh, for a push. But um, I, I think just the fact that, that Tua came and played, and he played hard, and, um, and, and I, I think all doubt has been erased that he is the Dolphins' quarterback for the future. I mean, he just showed so much leadership and, and grit and toughness. And uh, and every game that Tua has started and finished this year, the Dolphins have won. I mean, I think the Dolphins are a legit title contender as long as Tua stays healthy. Matt, your thoughts? I was the same way. Don't run. Dive. Slide. I didn't like it when he was running. And one, yeah. and one other quarterback note, the Colts just benched Matt Ryan for the rest of the season. And Jay, a player that you and I talked about a lot when he was at Texas and who we absolutely adore, Sam Ellinger, now going to be the quarterback for the Colts uh, moving forward. Who knows? Maybe somebody will make a play for Matt Ryan at, at the trade deadline. If not, this could be, looks like it could be the end of the road for Matt Ryan, Jay. Yeah, it could be. All right, uh, more to come on the other side. We'll wrap up hour number two. Stay with us. We're live from AVX Audio Video Excellence. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. What QC Kinetics is doing for people here is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking real lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Gary Harris. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in exciting new pain treatment. Cloudy showers and thunderstorms are likely tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow night. The storms could be strong to severe. The high at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. We get it almost every night. Back on the Jay Barker Show with Jay, Lars, Matt. During the broadcast, and I must have stepped to the refrigerator. I don't know. I didn't hear it. PBR me? Uh, ASAP? I was was doing the PBR. The tall boys. Love them, man. Uh, Okay, uh, enough about my problems off the field. But anyway, Chris Fowler said, okay, Burton was the guy that felt he was in danger in reference to what happened in the rush of the field in Knoxville. Jermaine Burton. Jermaine Burton. Um, When those fans at Tennessee rushed the field, he reached out with his hand. He shoved a female Tennessee student. It caused a big big uproar. It was posted on her TikTok, and Alabama coach Nick Saban elected not to discipline him in terms of suspension for the game. He preferred to handle it internally. He paid some price, but able to play here tonight. They got him working with anger management counselors. First, did y'all hear that? I didn't. I, well, I, didn't that's, hear. I, I did not hear that during the broadcast, but uh, subsequently, yes, I've learned that. And, I, I, um, I did not hear that. It. Uh, yeah. the, and that, so that information had not been released publicly. No. And so uh, clearly, uh, that did not please Nick Saban. And then Chris Fowler is now on – he's on the list 
on the right, list. I got it. I'm, and I'm looking for more on the story. Yeah. The he, worst he part of the broadcast was the dog. Chris the, Lowe. Yeah, the worst part was they brought the dog up there. Couldn't They thought that you could hear the lady oh, talking the, the whole time. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah man, it was so much silence. That, I guess, yeah. or I was... Yeah. Uh, I was after another PBR. I don't know. Uh, but here, and I'm I'm trying to search for other stories about it, uh, and maybe y'all can answer this. Is Saban upset at Fowler because he brought something up that was supposed to be kept confidential, or is he mad because he brought up something that wasn't true, or I guess perhaps both? Well, um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, when when Coach Saban says, "Hey, we're going to handle this internally," um, that means to reporters, don't dig into this. Stay don't away. Don't ask me about but, it. But that right? doesn't mean reporters shouldn't. Okay, I, 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 that, I'm not saying that that what Fowler did was wrong, but you know what happens is you have to judge when you're a reporter whether or not. If you reveal the scoop, is it worth it to damage the relationship with the person that you are sort of scooping? And um, look, Fowler, he probably, you know, I doubt Nick Saban will not return Fowler's phone calls, but maybe I wouldn't. Be, I, I don't know. I, I just know that. It uh, it was not anything that Nick Saban <laughs> would have wanted to put out there, and um, and and I, I I think maybe Fowler made a mistake. Uh, I think, and personally. by the way, very very good description on what goes through a reporter's head. Is this worth the collateral damage? Yes, uh, yes or no? And, and I think in this case, it probably wasn't. And I bet Here's you you, you, you probably had to make that decision oh, yeah. thousands of times, of just like me. And I've made mistakes, no question. And, and I have gone off the wrong side. But I think I've I've erred on the side of caution more yeah, often. All, and, always. And usually um You want to keep the, well the relationship is always more you know, valuable than the, the, the momentary uh rush of oh, yeah, adrenaline you're gonna, you're gonna you get on Twitter grab a story or whatever. For yeah. Twenty four hours. But yes, guess what's ruined for a lifetime? So uh my thoughts on this are are I'm gonna be uh very uh vanilla uh or maybe crimson in this particular case. Uh, when Nick said there's a different side of the story, we handled it internally, that's where I ended. You know, I just say, okay, uh, I may disagree. I may think that you should have suspended him for a game or maybe even the ceremonial, the, you know, the half or something like that. But when he says we're handling it internally, do you think Nick Saban is a disciplinarian, Lars? Absolutely. Okay, do you think he handled it? Do, do you think Jermaine Burton will ever do that again? The hell with hanger management. He handled it. Yeah, he would like to think so. Uh, Nick Saban took a lot of heat nationally. A lot of national uh, college football writers uh, just said, hey, this is just an example of a win-at-all-costs coach. Give me a break. I mean, come on, seven national championships. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it didn't help that, that Burton suddenly has the best game of his life. <laughs> and wow. so it sort of puts everything more in the, in the spotlight. I, I frankly was surprised that he played. I thought he would get a, a, a one-game suspension or a, or a half suspension. But, a, again, I don't know all the details. And, and frankly, the videos I've seen, like, it, it, it's hard to tell. And in speaking with uh, several female Alabama fans on Sunday at the seemingly 
30 different youth events I went to uh, <laughs> wow, for my wow. kids. All of them were just like, hey, the, 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 the young woman shouldn't have been there. That's the female that, side. Yeah, and, and, and I have, I really have, I, it was an unfortunate situation, but Jay, there's a reason there's a cool down period after a game. Right before you talk to the media, before you have to interact with anyone other than your teammates, or you see fans, like because emotions are so high, especially after a really disappointing loss, and you can't get in front of an Alabama player. I mean, she was she was wrong to be there. He was wrong to do what he did. You know, did the punishment fit the crime? I mean, we still don't really know the the totality of the punishment, but um, yeah, I, Chris Fowler uh, not uh, going to be on Nick Saban's uh, Christmas card list. You don't think list. he'll be on the Thursday edition of Hey Coach anytime soon? <laughs> I want, hey, I think James Spann should be the permanent host of uh, or permanent media personality on he that. Sure he did. did he well. did a great job. But Jay, uh, your your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think two things that kind of got him. One is that to reveal that he's been going through anger management, um, you know, his anger management coach, whatever they called it, on the broadcast. I just listened to some of that. I had not, I had not uh, heard it uh, during the broadcast. I just saw it and heard it because where I was, I could not hear audio um, at that time when he made that catch. Um, the, the, the key here is that, one, uh, you, you try to keep that kind of stuff uh, – let the players have their own because that, that's something that they're, you know, doing behind the scenes – and that should be kept quiet. Um, and I think that's probably why Coach Saban was, you know, and, and also just bringing, bring it up and talking about it. Um, you know, you, you've gone a week with it and you're ready to move past it. Um, and my thing is, as long as, you know, maybe he's called the girl and, and apologized or reached out to somebody and apologized for that. Um, and you're right. I mean, there, there's a lot of different uh, kind of layers to this. But you still, when you're going off the field as a player, you just get off the field and you don't worry about if somebody hits you or whatever else. To retaliate, you're the one that's always going to get the most media attention from it. Uh, if, if a fan hits you, they're not going to get. It, it may get talk, talked about for a second, but it's not going to be nearly this type of story. But really, Kirk and and and, and Chris, they the, a lot of the fans are coming at them for what they said about the situation. Not so much that Burton was mentioned or that the or that the uh, anger management guy was mentioned, but they said uh, that talking about a man hitting a woman, both both took the side of the man. Shame on Chris Fowler for Kerstry. We all saw the video of Burton punching a woman for no good reason. He was not scared. Pathetic. I mean, that's that's the kind of what they're getting uh, from the uh, the fans and stuff. All right, we got to wrap it up. Uh, thank you for joining us here on this Monday edition. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, Josh Smith, our producer, Hardy, and all the guys there at Time 100.9 FM. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance.